For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Spiritual Application of Passover. This is part one of the series. We're currently doing a series of teachings on Passover. We are going to be studying the spiritual application of Passover. Once again, to remind us that when we are studying the biblical festivals, when we are studying the things that happen to the patriarchs, when we're studying the historical events in the scriptures, we need to understand these four important principles in doing so. Number one is that the Bible contains historical information. We're currently studying about the Egyptian redemption, so it also is something that has happened in the past. It is historic. But at the same time, the biblical principle is the events that happen historically are prophecies of what will happen to future generations. These things are written in the scripture for two primary purposes. Number one, to teach us about the redemptive work of Yeshua the Messiah. Secondly, to teach us about our personal redemption in Yeshua the Messiah. Passover, the Hebrew word is Pesach, is called the festival of Freedom. Realizing that Passover is the festival of freedom, it is a deliverance from Egyptian bondage. This is a picture of our deliverance from spiritual bondage. What happened historically with the Egyptian redemption is a spiritual picture for us as believers in the Messiah of how we are redeemed from spiritual bondage unto the deliverance of the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah. How is it that we get into bondage? Bondage comes about through sin, but what is sin? In 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, it says, Whosoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, 
For sin is the transgression of the Torah. You never sin unless you transgress the Torah. If you don't sin, that means you have to do the opposite of what transgressing the Torah means you need to obey the Torah. In John chapter 8 verse 34, Yeshua said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin transgresses the law. Whoever transgresses the law is a servant of transgressing the law is a servant of sin. By not following Torah, that is what gets us into bondage. Now, Egypt is a place of bondage. In Exodus or Shemot chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, and then Exodus chapter 6, verse 5, it is written, It came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cry, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Yitzhak, and with Yaakov. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Egypt is a type of the world and the world system. In Isaiah chapter 30, verses 1 through 3, it is written, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, that takes counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin, transgressing the Torah, to sin, that walk, walk the way they live their lives, they go down, see when you live after the ways of the world, you are descending, you are going down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth, when you live according to the world and the world system, you are not following and inquiring after the God of Israel. To strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, trusting in the world, the world system, the world's ways, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. The ultimate end result when we trust in the world and the world system is it's got to cause our fall. It's got to result in our lives being confused. What does Babylon mean? It means the land of confusion. Continuing on with the thought that Egypt is a type of the world system, it says in Isaiah chapter 31, verses 1 and 3, Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and to stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen, because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Now the Egyptians are men, and not God, and their horses flesh and not spirit. Trusting in Pharaoh represents serving the gods of this world. Isaiah chapter 36 verse 6 says, Lo, thou trust in the staff of this broken reed on Egypt, whereon if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all them that trust in him. Jeremiah chapter 46 verse 25 says, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I will punish the multitude of No and Pharaoh and Egypt with their gods and their king, even Pharaoh, all them that trust in him. All those that put their trust in the world and the world system ultimately will be brought down and will be punished 
by the God of Israel. Yeshua is the Lamb of the God of Israel who takes away the sins of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29 it says regarding Yeshua, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Yeshua is our Passover Lamb. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, Purge out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened. For even Yeshua, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Yeshua is called the Passover lamb of the God of Israel. Historically, the blood of that lamb was to be put on the doorpost. Exodus chapter 12 verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. There is going to be a judgment upon this world. And if you don't have the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, you are going to face the judgment that comes upon this world. The believers in the Messiah are his house. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 and in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 it says, But Messiah as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence in the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5, You also are lively stones and built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. The doorpost where we are to apply the blood represents a circumcised heart. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12 and verse 16 says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all of his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 16 says, Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. Circumcise your heart and be no more stiff-necked. Philippians chapter 3 verse 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Yeshua HaMashiach and have no confidence in the flesh. The blood of Yeshua redeems us from sin. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 7, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Mashiach, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Then, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Yeshua as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now let us look at the biblical pattern of how we get into bondage and then how deliverance comes. Number one, the people of the God of Israel quit following the Torah and teaching Torah to their children. As a result of that, number two, the people of the God of Israel will go into spiritual bondage. As a result of going into spiritual bondage, number three, the people of the God of Israel will cry unto Yahweh because of their bondage. And when they do, number four, the God of Israel will send a deliverer 
to redeem his people from spiritual bondage. Now let's look at step number one, which is quit following Torah and keeping the commandment of the God of Israel. This is our first step into spiritual bondage. Isaiah chapter 42 verses 22 and 24 says, But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes and they are hid in a prison house. Now how do you get in that prison house? Isaiah 42 verse 24. Who gave Jacob for a spoil in Israel to the robbers? Did not the Lord, he against whom we have sinned for they would not walk in his ways. Notice what not walking in his ways is. Neither were they obedient unto his Torah. Because Jacob would not follow the Torah of the God of Israel that means they sinned. They broke the covenant. As a result of breaking the covenant it is said of them that the God of Israel is going to sentence them to a prison house which is bondage or exile. We get into spiritual bondage through the cares of this world. In Mark chapter 4 verse 14 and then verses 18 and 19 it is written the sower sows the word and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word in the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things things other than the word of the God of Israel enter in and choke that word and the word of the God of Israel thus becomes unfruitful. We are commanded to teach our children the Torah of the God of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 7 it says hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might Yeshua said that's the greatest commandment but let's see how we love the Lord our God with all of our heart with all of our soul and with all of our might this is how we do it in these words which I command you this day what words that were commanded that day the words that were commanded at Mount Sinai they shall be in your heart and you shall teach them the commandments given at Mount Sinai you shall teach them diligently to your children and you will talk to them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up that means you talk about following the ways of God of Israel and keeping his commandments perpetually from the time you get up to the time you go to bed and so we are commanded to teach our children the Torah we can also see this in Psalm 78 verse 5 for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a Torah in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 says what will happen as a result of teaching Torah to our children. And all your children shall be taught of the Lord what is being taught of the Lord following Torah and great shall be the shalom of your children. Great shall be the shalom of your children when they are taught of the Lord or when they follow Torah. Therefore, not teaching our children Torah will cause that spiritual bondage. If the blessing of Shalom comes by teaching them Torah, spiritual bondage comes if we don't. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 9 says that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the Torah of the Lord. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. What is a lack of knowledge? Because you've 
rejected knowledge, I will reject you, and you will not be a priest to me. Seeing that you have forgotten the Torah of your God, I will forget your children. The commandment was to teach the Torah to your children, so if you don't, they're going to be lost. The God of Israel will forget your children. He's actually not forgetting. It's that you are not teaching them, which causes them to have a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding, and so they will be wandering after the ways of the world. That's step number one. Step number two is as a result of not obeying the Torah of the God of Israel and teaching these things to our children, we will then go into spiritual bondage. In Exodus chapter 1 verse 13 it says, And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and all the manner of the service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 6, And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. Judges chapter 2 verse 11 and 13 and then continuing on in verse 14 says and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and they served Baalim and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth what is the result of serving Baal and Ashtoreth and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them and he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could no longer longer stand before their enemies. Because his people wouldn't follow Torah, the God of Israel allowed them to be taken into captivity by their enemies. And notice, as long as you don't follow Torah, the enemies of the God of Israel and the enemies of his people have the power to be victorious over the people of the God of Israel. Step number three, as a result of this bondage and not being able to defeat our enemies, we will cry out unto Yahweh because of our spiritual bondage. This is what happens to the children of Israel. Exodus chapter 2 verse 20. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And we can also see this in Judges chapter 10 verse 10. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord saying, We have sinned against you both because we have forsaken our God and we have also served. As a result of the people of the God of Israel crying out unto him and repenting of their sins when things get too hard for them in the land of their enemies, the God of Israel will have mercy and compassion upon his people and will then send a deliverer to redeem his people. We can see this in Exodus chapter 3 verses 9 and 10. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that you may bring Bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Judges chapter 3 verse 9 says, And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them. And in this case, it was Othniel, the son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother. We also see this in Judges chapter 3 verse 15. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer. And in this case, it was Ahab 
Ehud, the son of Gerah, a Benjamite. So we can see this pattern. Now let's examine in greater detail what is said regarding the historical Egyptian Passover. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 3 through 6, it says these words, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it, according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goat and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. The blood of the lamb was put on the doorpost. Exodus chapter 12 verse 7. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. The lamb was to be eaten with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. Exodus chapter 12 verses 8 and 9. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire in unleavened bread and with bitter herb. They shall eat it. Eat not of it rod, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinent thereof. The lamb was to be eaten with the staff in your hand. And thus you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 13, once again, the blood of the lamb was put on the doorpost. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses, wherein you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The Hebrew word for Passover is Pesach. And Pesach means to pass or to hover over. And there's two spiritual meanings of Pesach, passing or hovering over, as it relates to Yeshua the Messiah and our personal relationship with him. Number one, it represents passing over from death and sin, that's Egypt, to salvation, that is redemption in Yeshua the Messiah. Number two, it represents allowing by faith the blood of Yeshua to hover over our lives and to give us divine protection from the enemy. Passover is the beginning of month. Exodus chapter 12 verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Even as Passover is the beginning of month, repenting of our sins, which is leaving Egypt and putting the blood of Yeshua upon our heart is the first step in our salvation in Messiah. Accepting Yeshua as Messiah is the beginning of our redeemed walk. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 4 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? What is sin? Transgressing the Torah. When we sin, we're in bondage. And so when we're sin, we're in Egypt. Shall we remain in Egypt that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are 
aren't dead to sin. If we're dead to sin, that means we leave Egypt. And how would we leave Egypt? With a staff in our hand. We're to do it quickly. How shall we live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Yeshua HaMashiach was baptized into his death? How were we baptized into his death? We do it when we put the blood of the Lamb, his blood, upon our doorpost or upon our hearts. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Messiah was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the spiritual application of Passover. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebrews.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.